1: We've spent the last two days looking at territorial dominance. We need strength and courage for that, as we'll see next. And welcome. This is Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community in Livermore, California. Over the last couple of days, we have focused on this territorial dominance that as believers in Christ we are to have. It's a battle that we're in. Paul tells us that in Ephesians 6. The hot on the heels of that is something that we need if we're to engage in this battle, strength and courage. God gives that to Joshua here in chapter 1, and it's encouraging for us as well. So join us there, won't you? Joshua 1, for today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing, our teacher and pastor now, Pastor Napoleon Kaufman.
0: Joshua chapter 1, we're going to read verses 1 on down to 9, very familiar passage of scripture. I want to encourage you all to come out to our women's, I mean, our midweek Bible studies. Wednesday night have just been awesome. If you can, come on out. 7 to 8, and uh, we're going to have a wonderful time. Look at this here in verse 1. It says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. He says, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, as I said to Moses. From the wilderness, even to this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and, and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Now watch this. He says, be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. And then he says it again. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left. That you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. That you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous. Then you will have great success. And then look at verse 9. He says, have I not commanded you? And he says it again for the third time. Be strong and of good what? Do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I want to talk to you guys this afternoon about strength and courage. You know, when you look at the children of Israel, their their journey has always been a blessing to me. Because really it is a picture of God's providence, God's dealings, the way in which God directs and sometimes leads us to our destinations. Not only just from a natural, physical standpoint, but from a spiritual standpoint. From a spiritual standpoint, you are on a journey with God. You're taking ground, you're growing, you're moving, you're prospering. God's trying to produce something in you. When you look at this journey, it's, it's amazing to me because we see a people who are in Egyptian captivity... 430 years, right around in there. Uh Uh-oh, he's got a word. He's got a word. (laughs) For 430 years, Moses comes in before the most powerful person on the face of the planet at that time, Pharaoh, with a stick in his hand, and he tells him to let God's people go. Through great strength and great power and demonstration of miracles, God... Brings confirmation and establishes Moses in his strength and in his power, and the children of Israel get liberated. They go through a wilderness time, they're going through this journey. And in the midst of that God is delivering them from something, but then he's also showing them something about God, about his faithfulness, about his strength, about his power, about his love for them, his compassion for them, about how God will make provision for you. He provided the manna. He gave them by day. He brought the cloud by night. He brought the fire through the whole time that he's leading them. He's teaching them something about themselves, but he's also teaching them something about God and his faithfulness. And then we get to this point. Moses is dead. His time is up. Joshua has been established. He's been raised up. He's been set in a place. And God begins to speak to Joshua now as he's getting ready to enter in to possess the possession. And he tells him three times. He tells him three times to be strong. He tells him to be very courageous. He tells them to be strong. He tells them to be courageous. And I don't think as a believer you can accomplish everything that God wants you to accomplish from a natural point standpoint and then from a spiritual standpoint if you're not willing to be strong and if you're not willing to be courageous. Not every battle is God just going to fight for you. Most of the time, God is going to fight through you. This is what I'm saying. God is going to fight. He's not just going to fight for you. He's going to fight through you. He's going to use you as an instrument to bring deliverance and freedom. He's going to use you as an instrument. And I think sometimes we're just waiting for God just to do it. But he tells him, be strong and be be what? Courageous. You. Because I'm going to give you victory but there's a part that I need you to play so that you can come forth and do everything that I want you to do and obtain what I'm trying to attain in your life. And I think sometimes in life, especially in Christianity, we fail to realize that God is we're partnering with God. We are co-laborers with God. We are co-laborers with Christ. God wants to use us as instruments in His hand. And yes, ultimately, it is His strength, it's His power, but it's your vessel. That he wants to use to set people free. And to see the kingdom of God advance. So he tells him number one to be strong. This Hebrew word here. It means to be strong. It means to strengthen. It means to be courageous. But it means to overpower. That means God wants to use you as an instrument. To overpower things and situations. This verb is widely used to express the strength. Of various phenomenon think about this how what god wants to do through you is he wants it to be phenomenal the power that he's supplying you such as severity of a famine that's a powerful thing that happens in the earth the strength of humans to overpower each other the condition of pharaoh's heart it was hard and it was strong it was it was it, it, it was, it's amazing that he remained that strong in the midst of God's sin and locusts, sin and turning the blood of the, the, the river in the blood. I mean, but his heart was still hardened. Amazing. It speaks of the strength that David displayed. It says here, when as he confronted Goliath, David's confrontation with Goliath. I like this. It always has to do with a battle situation, this word. I like it. It also speaks of Samson's strength for, for his last superhuman performance. That word strong. So what he's basically saying is, be strong and be courage. God's strength, if you will allow it, will cause you to do phenomenal things and display great power and strength in the midst of opposition, if you're willing to allow it. And so all of us here, we have to think this way as Christians, that God wants to strengthen me. He wants to make me strong. He wants his super to come upon my natural to do great things. But I have to be willing to accept what God wants to bring in my life. He said, be strong and of good courage. He's telling him, you have to partner with me. You have to come into agreement so that I might supply the strength. Use the strength that you have until you have no more. Then God's strength begins to kick in. Amen? And then he says to be courageous. This Hebrew word, it means also to be strong. But I like this. It means to be determined. Be determined. Determined. It means to be bold. It means to be courageous. And I like this. It means to be a conqueror. It means to be a conqueror. So three times, God tells Joshua this, be strong, be courageous, be a conqueror. Allow me to empower you. This is what he's saying. This Why? Because there's opposition. There's tough times. Things come your way. But I thank God that he's exhorting us today to be strong in our lives. But as I begin to look at this, it kind of took a different turn for me. And this is what I really wanted to get to. He says here in verse 6, He says, be strong and of good courage. And then he says, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. So he's telling them to be strong and to be courageous for a purpose. Number one, write this down. He tells them to be strong and to be very courageous so that they might inherit their inheritance. Be strong and be very courageous. Why? So that you might inherit your inheritance. Understand that, that by way of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, there are things that are yours that have become yours by way of your covenant with God. There are things that belong to you. And so he's telling them here that be strong. I need you to be strong. So that these people might inherit their inheritance. I love this inheritance. It means it means you're, something that is your own by virtue of birthright. Something that is your own by virtue of birthright. It is something that it is your right to inherit. I like this. It says here anything received as if by inheritance from a predecessor and so when we're thinking about our relationship with Christ do we realize that the Bible says that we are heirs and joint heirs with Christ that there are things from a natural standpoint that are rightfully yours there are things from a spiritual standpoint that are rightfully yours that God wants to forge in your life and to bring to pass in your life but the things that we're going to need to do to obtain what God's trying to give us is strength and it is courage why? Because the devil's not going to sit back when he knows that it's your covenant right to be freed from all addictions. He's not going to sit back and just let you get free from all addictions. He's going to try to put up a fight. Can I have an amen? When God knows that it's your covenant right to walk in blessings in life and to have joy. Do you know that it is your covenant right to, to display and walk in the fruit of the Spirit of God? One of the reasons why we have so many people not walking because there's no strength and there's no courage to stand up and go after what is rightfully yours by what Jesus Christ provided you through his death, burial, and resurrection. It's not just going to happen. I'm guaranteeing you right now, you are not going to wake up one day and say, bling, I'm just so full of love, joy, peace, happiness, goodness, faithfulness, joy. It's not going to happen. I mean, I tried. I wish that happened. Why? Because number one, you're going to have to fight your flesh. You're going to have to tell your flesh, I'm winning this. You're going to have to deny your flesh, take up your cross, follow the Lord, purpose in your heart that I'm going to allow God through my strength and courage, I'm going to allow God to forge something in me that's rightfully mine that he's trying to give me, but my flesh is trying to stop it. Your flesh wants you to be angry and bitter and jealous. He wants you to have harbor unforgiveness and to walk around lustful and prideful and arrogant. But God is saying, I want to make you righteous. I want to make joy and peace and love. And I want this to flow. Can, does anybody die? can I have an amen in here? This is what he came to give you. And so we need courage and we need strength. Why? So that we can overcome our flesh. That we turn around and we say, no flesh, you're not going to win in this. You're not going to win this battle. I'm denying my flesh. I'm taking up my cross. Because by way of inheritance, this belongs to me. Sometimes we're just thinking about God blessing us with a house and a car. But I want to gain some more ground in here. In here. Where Christ is ruling in me. Amen. He's reigning in me. And he's allowing that he's gotten victory in me. So number one, your flesh. Number two, the world. The culture is trying to fashion and form you. But we have to realize that part of our responsibility as Christians is to demonstrate and to release kingdom culture on the earth. That we're not being conformed by the culture. We're conforming the culture by going out and living a lifestyle that is different than other people are living upon the face of the earth. But well, we have to be courageous. Because it means that sometimes you're going to stand out. You're not going to be the most popular person on your job. Christianity is not a popularity contest. It's not you. I'm telling you right now, we got to be strong and very courageous. Because sometimes you're going to be the only one singing the Lord is good at the water cooler. <laughs> Can I have an amen? Everybody else is going to be looking at you strange. Because you got a cross sitting there at your cubicle. And you're listening to some gospel music, this is the day that the Lord has people gonna come by, and sometimes they're not gonna feel you. It takes strength, it takes courage to live counterculturally. That's right. Amen. Amen. But that's okay. If I'm gonna inherit my possession, the same way Joshua was going to inherit the possession, it took him living counterculturally. It takes us living counterculture because the world wants to fashion you. And the next thing is the devil. Write it down. You have to be strong and very courageous. Why? Because the devil, he doesn't want you getting your inheritance. The devil wants to bind you up. He wants to get you addicted. He wants to get you looking at pornography and all kinds of lust. He wants to get us in a position where we're living a lifestyle that's, that's, that's totally contrary to the will of God. And the devil is real. Generational curses are real. Bloodline curses are real. Generational iniquity is real. The devil trying to take you out and your family, everybody in the house. But how many know Jesus died to set us free and to give us strength over the devil? we got to learn how to bind the devil. How to tell the devil I bind you in Jesus' name. That Jesus given giving me authority over you. I'm not going back to the club. I'm not going back to Sweet Jimmy's. Junebug better not call me. Pookie better not call me. Lose my phone name, number, dog. Homeboy. Homegirl. Chilly chill. Lose my number. Can I have an amen? See y'all getting quiet in me now. Don't get quiet on me now. The devil wants to keep us bound, but that is not your covenant right. It is not your inheritance to be bound by the devil, to come in here all the time, uh, you know, ashamed because the devil tricked you again god wants us to walk in victory it is our inheritance to walk in freedom to experience the love of god and the power of god and the strength of god to be able to look at ourselves in the mirror and say yes the devil tried to tempt me today but by the power of god i resisted the devil and he fleed from me yeah. amen he fleed from me i love it the first time i knew the devil he left me alone i said this stuff really works You tried me real good, didn't you, devil? But the Bible says, resist the devil and he will do what? So what happens is, that means that I'm going to have to be strong. I'm going to have to be courageous. But watch this. I love this because undoubtedly everybody that was associated with Joshua had to be strong and be very courageous. Everyone. Because they all were getting ready to battle. But I love this scripture Because it says here, it says here in verse 6, Be strong and uh, and of good courage, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. I love this. Because not only was Joshua, not only were the people going to be strong, as we saw, but Joshua had to be strong for the people so that they could get their possession. Isn't that what he just said? Now watch this. I want around me people. I need some Joshua's in my life. Not only from a leadership level, but from a peer group level. Individuals that I know are being strong, not just for their sake, but also for my sake. We need people around us, men and women of God, that aren't murmurers, complainers, whiners fearful, timid. I need some people that are strong in the Lord and in the power of His might and are willing to stand up. Why? Because sometimes what the person that's sitting next to you is going to be the catalyst for seeing you get your breakthrough. Sometimes you need other people around you with strength to help pull you out of your pit. But if everybody's in the pit... Then we all in the pit, and we all gonna die. <laughs> I, need, I need some people around here. I need some people around me that, when I feel like I'm gonna die, they can look at me and say, "No, you gonna live, brother, in the name of Jesus Christ. Get up out of there." <laughs> can I have an amen? I need some people that say, "Ah!" ah, ah. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, "Ah!" I need some lions of Judah around here. Can I have an amen? And what happens is, saints, he was going to help them get their inheritance because of his strength and because of his courage. You're not living your life for yourself. You're living your life for the person that's sitting next to you. You never know How your strength and courage is going to help somebody to get out of their situation so that they might inherit their inheritance in life. It's a mindset that we develop. So God tells him, number one, to be strong and of good courage so that he might get his his inheritance. They might get their inheritance. People come to this church, I need to be on drugs for the rest of my life. He said, no, you don't. I remember telling somebody in this church, I'm not going to say who it is, Maria Carrasco i love maria she is an awesome woman of god my personal assistant don't we love maria she's my personal assistant she just turned 50 the other day so we thank god for her but listen saints she first came to the church she she know she had you know substance abuse issues things like that people have issues they come to church nobody's coming here perfect can I have an amen? I don't look. If somebody tells me something, oh, I did this, I, I don't say, oh, you can't join the church. <laughs> Everybody comes in. We're going to, we're going God's going to clean you up. We we want to catch the fish and then clean it up. <laughs> I said, Marie, you got to, God, God, God's, you know, you need to, you know, get rid of that. She said, no. <laughs> and I, I said one thing to her. I said, That's not God's best for you. When she talks to me, she tells me that all the time. It just hit her. What what I was really saying is, that's not your inheritance. Sister, I look at her. This was before she was my personal assistant. So now she's traveling all over the world, substance-free for 10 years or whatever, full of the Holy Ghost. She got saved. Her daughter got saved. Daughter in law got saved. That little baby's saved. They don't even know it yet. Husband gets saved. Comes on staff and now traveling all over the world with me. Don't tell me what Jesus won't do in your life. And don't think that the person that's sitting next to you came into this place perfect. You don't know what people have been through to get them to where God has taken them. But it took strength and courage to say, you know what? That is my covenant right to be free from that. And can I have an amen? This is the mindset that we have to have. It makes you appreciate people a little bit more if you know their story. And understand that look what God did.